Welcome, everyone, to episode 28 of the Hungarian Football Podcast, where we are continuing our weekly pandemic series with your co-hosts and yours truly, Chris Barrett, HungarianFootball.com founder, Thomas Mortimer. Hello, Thomas. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. And as promised, a very special guest this week. This man played 12 seasons in La Liga and scored 55 goals in 276 appearances uh, with teams such as Malaga, Real Madrid, Valladolid, Real Betis, Balampier, before ending his playing career in Hungary. We welcome former Diaz Jure ma- player and manager, Fernando Fernandez. Bienvenido, Fernando. Hi, muchas gracias. Thank you very much for, for your words. Uh, it's my pleasure to be with you. Well, we are so glad to have you. Once uh, Thomas mentioned that you were going to be on the show, we, we had quite a bit of an outpouring of interest and questions. So we've really been looking forward to having you on the show with us. And, uh, and Fernando, for those who don't know much about you and your career, can you just start off the show a little bit by giving us a bit of your journey in football Great. from the early days playing uh and then obviously finishing coaching at Diaz Jor, but what were some of the highlights, lowlights during your career? Yeah, perfect. Uh, you know, as, as a player, you you mentioned almost everything, so uh, it's okay. Uh, my coaching career, first start when I finished my player career in, in Hungary, in Diaz after I came back to Spain, because uh, here in Spain we have like a specific uh, core for coaching in Madrid in the Real Federation Spanish uh, this is Spanish Federation, and it's specific for former players. You know, we did there many many uh, many coaches like uh, Pochettino, uh, many Guti, Guardiola did the scores as well there in Madrid. After that, when I got all my papers and the license, the pro license, I started here in Malaga. In, in you know, it's like um, some of my friends have like a small club. It's the second club here in Malaga. Its name is El Palo. I started uh, there with the youth, and after I managed the, I coached the first team. The first team was competing in the third tier here in Spain, it's second division B. After that, I moved to Malaga Academy. I spent there uh, almost two years uh, working with the under 18. And at that moment, you know, in April uh, 2018, I got the call from Diojur and, and I went there. The last almost two years I spent there in Diojur and now now I'm waiting for for a new chance in in some place. So your like your playing career, you must have been really highly rated as a youngster, kind of getting the move after playing a few games for Malaga to Real Madrid. What was was there kind of a lot of pressure on you when you when you made that move? Uh, yes, it was curious because you know at that moment uh, I promoted to the first team here in Malaga when I was 17 years old. And um, after when I got uh, 18, when I was uh, 18, they they sell me to Real Madrid. Was a really great change because, for example, here in Malaga, I was playing in my you know in my hometown in the first team. Of course, at that moment we played second division B in second division, but uh, I was playing in the first team. So after that, I moved to Madrid to study in Castilla in like uh, in the reserve team. It's like to start again from the beginning, but the first uh, month was a bit uh, difficult because, you know, Madrid is completely different than Malaga. Uh, but, you know, luckily for me, uh, I get adapted really well. Um, finally, after I promoted to first team, I play a few matches with them. After I played two seasons, really important season for me in Valladolid, in first division or Loan. And after uh, I came back to Real Madrid, but I got the offer and the chance to go to Betis, and I spent the sixth season in, in Betis. And after, finally, we moved back to Malaga. I closed like a circle. So we started in Malaga, but I finished in Malaga playing in first division as well, because it was one, one of my dreams to play in first division in my hometown. Perfect, yeah, because... Malaga obviously went on quite a um, quite an adventure themselves during that time because 
I guess when you went to them, did you ever play in the Champions League with Malaga or was that? No, this season was when I moved to Hungary. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so they had some lovely players, Ishko and Julio <laughs> Baptista. You are, you know, at the moment, you know, was when the Sheikh uh, bought the club. Yeah. Um, you know, the, everything, the culture of also the budget of the, of the club changed. We pass from one year to another, from being one of the lowest uh, budget in the season to be one of the top. Fernando, did you um, envision seeing your career uh, finishing off in your hometown, or um, were you were you planning on going elsewhere overseas to play? What what ultimately brought you um, to Hungary? Uh, was because you know uh, my last period in Malaga, I was uh, one of the captain in the in the club, and I have one more year contract. Uh, the season when we uh, when we qualify from Champions League and that. And, you know, at that moment I was 32 years old and I finished my contract uh, with Malaga in September. Uh, one of the deals that uh, I, I got with Malaga was that I, I want to go on playing, but abroad. I didn't want to play in some club in Spain because, you know, in my opinion, I wanted to experience uh, another, another culture, another uh, football, another league. So, you know, I have some option to go some to other countries and this, and finally the, the situation really fixed was to, to, to go to Diogo. And was, a, in my opinion, was a great uh, experience for me because, um, you know, it's a new, new, new experience in the way that I went to a different country. I always live in big cities. After I went to Misco, it's a small city, but it's, uh, it's very similar than in Spain, I, in the way that the culture of everybody support Villager uh, and, and the club is what I wanted to feel. Because, you know, in, for example, in Budapest, you have uh, many, many clubs, uh, this, and for example, I was adapted always for in Sevilla. I have Betis or Sevilla, but big mass, uh, big fan always for both teams. Uh, in Malaga as well, of course, uh, Madrid and Valladolid. Um, was a great surprise for me to experience this in Misco. What was the who kind of brought you to Diosjor? Who let you know about Diosjor? Because there was a couple of other Spanish players at the time, Gallardo and Jose Luque, who was almost a legend at that club at that time. Yeah, of course, they, they helped a lot to make the decision because at that moment, of course, here in Spain, everybody knows about uh, Hungary, but, you know, the more maybe recognized clubs are, you know, uh, Fradi or Bidi, because in the 80s they play against Real Madrid, also Hombet. So, but Diogo, of course, I believe me, I am really freak about football. So I try to to read and to know everything about the many countries. So I knew that it was a important club there in Hungary, historic. Uh, the city is part of the in the country, and of course, after when I have the chance, Luke and Gallardo. Uh, they were really important to, you know, to make me see the, the to get the opportunity. Great. And Fernando, when you um, had started your managing career in Spain and then got the chance to go back uh, to Miss Colch, and uh, can, can you just describe a little bit about how that happened? Um, did it seem like, uh, was it a surprise to you? Were you actively looking um, how, how did that how did that come about? No, for me, you know, since I was player, uh, I have really clear that I, I wanted to be a coach. I don't know when, but uh, maybe 24, 25, 26. This in this age, uh, you start, I started to you know to try to understand uh, why I why the coaches uh, do this in the training how they prepare the training, the next matches, everything. So I I started to, to, to be curious about this. 
And, you know, when I finished my career in Dior, one of the reasons was that in that summer, uh, the Federation started this course. Because after, if I didn't do the course of uh, to be a coach, uh, the pro license at that, um, in that summer, I need to wait two or three years. Mm. So for me, it was, uh, you know, some players, I have some mates that they didn't know what they want to do after the playing career. But for me, it was, uh, I was really sure what I wanted to be. Gotcha. You came after Tamas Bodog was relieved of his duties. And um, Dios Juro was, I think, actually in the relegation zone. Can you can you describe a little bit of that yeah, first of course. It was really tough. You know, uh, when Dior uh, contacted me, uh, we have only six rounds uh, to go to finish the season. Um, I got there maybe 18 or 20 of April, I don't remember. Um, we have only six matches in advance. In my coach career, uh, in my opinion, was the biggest challenge uh, I got because the moment that I got in Diojo was very complicated because I felt when I was there, of course, I, you know, all my feelings and memories about Diojo was amazing in my period as a player. But now when I got there, the club changed, of course, the new stadium, the new uh, academic center, the training pitch and this. But at that moment, the main problem for me, it wasn't the, the football situation. The problem was that the club was totally divided. I mean, uh, the back office, the board, uh, they didn't get on really well with the players. The players also, they didn't want to talk to the, uh, to the board. Uh, the, mm, the fans was again the board because of the situation with uh, Thomas Bodo. So many, 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 many problems. And the main problem was also that we need to stay in first division. Also, the head of the player was uh, very difficult because, you know, they have a lot of things in, the, in, in their head and they were not so much focused enough in, into play. And at the moment, remember, we have to play in Wipers, Debrecen, we have the opening against Covert. You know, we have a very difficult schedule. So after when the last game we got, uh, we won against BD, it was like a, to breathe because, in my opinion, the future of the club depends to, to stay always in first division. Uh, Fernando, you, I imagine when you first started, it was really hard because you, you, I guess you're a manager who has kind of a preferred playing style mm -hmm. and being kind of dropped in mid, well, with six games to go in the season, you mm -hmm. can't, you, you probably just got to throw that playing style kind of out the window and just focus on, I guess, motivation above anything. It was, what were kind of the, the main difficulties especially in the, the the in that first season in the second season did you have kind of enough time to maybe instill your uh playing style a little bit more yes in my opinion the we have different periods uh, for example the the first uh, the first situation when i got there for the laxis games uh was really tough because you know i watch uh, almost every match on my laptop you know on tv um, but it's not the same when you see the the matches. Of course, you can see the, the, the positive thing, the negative, everything. You made your analyze about the squad, about the players. But for me, the main problem was this really rare, uh, really rare situation. It's happened there in Miskol at that moment between players, board. And, you know, I came from here in Spain that the culture here, speaking about the clubs and my philosophy, the most important in football are the players. So I couldn't understand how it's possible that in this tough situation, the club didn't support the player. For example, I remember the first image that I got when I went to the training camp was all the company cards there because the club put a penalty to the player and take out the cards. Also, they they take out they put penalty about the salaries. So, 
for me it was very difficult to understand this. So I needed at the moment to work a lot on the beach, but also <laughs> in the office because to change their mind or to to try to explain the the board that what they are doing is not the <laughs> the best way to to act to after give or try to to take out the best of the player because at the end we are on the hands of the players so what was, what, the, what was we, their reaction to that the board yeah it's, it's, i don't know i don't know at that moment believe me this is what i experienced but after luckily for us uh, you know uh, I, I needed to do a in my opinion a big job uh, with them because after uh, the vision of of the eyes that the, the member of the back office or board or something like that, they started to see the player change. And after a step by step, or maybe day after day or week after week, they understand that the most important people in the club are the players. First in players and also the academy players. And the other member or the people who work in the club, we are there to help the player to perform in, in good way. So it was difficult. It was really difficult. Yeah. To put a positive spin on it, I bet that last game of the season was kind of an unbelievable experience. Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. I remember when you know when I see the when I watch the match, um, especially the the situation of Magrai, the, the his goal, uh, was amazing because at that moment we were in second division. We have only I think ten minutes left, ten minutes left or something like that. Um, of course, Vidi was the champion. They give some rest to important players, but it's still Vidi. Vidi is not easy to beat, and especially with the pressure that we we felt. But in this game, my opinion, fans uh, and the crowd make a, a really great job because this kind of matches, if you don't feel the support of the of the crowd, it's impossible to win it. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Mate Vida who who had a shot from about 25 yards and hit the bar just after yeah. that. Patkai. I, I oh, Patkai, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Patkai, yeah. right. You know, yeah. I almost died at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, your, your uh, uh, presence on, on the on the touchline is uh, interesting. Um, you uh, you play a cool character, but uh, you really do get into the game, and and we've seen that from uh, from weeks to weeks. You you can tell you you play with your heart on your you you manage with your heart on your sleeve. Um, we we have a, a a couple of questions from some of our our, our Twitter folks, and um, wanted to ask this one. Ivan um, Militar uh, uh, from Twitter said, if you could talk about the process of trying to implement your own methodology. Um, what did that process look like? And what would you have changed yeah. if you could start again? Of course, this is the, always the, the thing that you need more time. The most value in, for a coach, of course, is time. And in football, you have no time. So it's complicated always. Uh, to to implement the, your methodology, I mean, the most important you need to analyze is to which club you go, what is the culture, what is the history, what is the kind of player you have, uh, what is the, of course, the target and the goal that the board give you. And of course, uh, you need to put everything in one bowl and after you need to think what is the best for this squad, because for example, I, I I put the one sample. I never play in my coaching career with three defenders, with mm. three five two. Never in my coaching career. But I realized that for the squad and the kind of player we had, I didn't have, for example, a fullback really strong in defense, and also I didn't have winger uh, who can make the difference in one in one situation. So. In this situation, we try to adapt the position for Sergei Sestakov and, and Juha. And they felt comfortable in this situation. Also, in my opinion, in this, in the, in, in our team last season, uh, we didn't have this uh, holding midfielder or this specific physical or muscle, uh, a strong midfielder in this way. So 
I realized that we need to play with three midfielders always. In this way, we play a lot of games with uh, Marvar, Mati, and Sabo. All of them, they are one meter 60 or 70 and maybe 60 kilograms weight. So it's, uh, at the end, you need to adapt your methodology. Of course, I have my ideas. I want always my team uh, to be important with the ball. Um, I like to have always smart and intelligent player to identify what we need. But also, in my opinion, it's impossible to to build one team uh, if you are not defending in good way and if you don't have all the faces in football. But to implement the methodology there, of course, I could start to implement in the next season. In these six games, I only have one target uh, to stay in first division. And I needed to adapt. And of course, one of the most important was the work they did with Thomas Bodok. I cannot go there to change everything. Of course, you need to, because I have only one month. After, when you have the preparation period, the precision, and uh, you can, you have time. I, uh, I tell you again, to start to to this, but at that at that moment we have other problems that the situation in the club was uh, not so good. Speaking about to to build an important team because. Uh, the club was very honest with me at the moment. When I signed there, they told me, Ferna, um, we have the new stadium, we made uh, this, and we need to cut off the, the budget. And the idea is to build one idea, and also idea of play, or model of play, and also we need to promote a lot of young players from the academy because this. So at the end, to build this uh, methodology or your own idea, you need to add this different uh, situation that in any place, uh, you know, command you or guide you to, to find the target. If you could have bought any player or, or kind of position, uh, what type of player would you have bought uh, in, that, in, in your second season? Because you spoke about Moti and Mark Vart, Hashani, um, mm. Ugrai, I guess, Prosa, they're kind of all, like you say, uh, like 70 kilograms, almost like you would say yeah. like archetypal Spanish players in the way that they play football. Like, yeah, no. For me, uh, we were very dominant we, when we have the ball, mm. but we have problems without the ball. Um, for, in this situation, of course, uh, last season, we also, we didn't have the typical uh, target player that, in my opinion, to play in the Hungarian Championship, uh, when many teams have make a you know a direct play, or yeah. also, um, they used to play in this way, also trying to find the second ball. And many many teams, maybe uh, we are or they are a bit disorganizing the different lines. So it's important to have this player and we didn't have it. But not because uh, I don't want, because I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed like you, um, uh, after after escaping relegation after that first season, Fernando, mm -hmm. uh, you came into the um, the next, your second season with, mm -hmm. um, with hopes high, but uh, maybe, maybe feeling a little... Um, fortunate that you were able to stay up. It, it seemed to be a good season, and then you really had to push on again at the end of that season to stay up again, right? Yeah, uh, the second the second season was difficult as well, in the way that, for example, the first season, uh, the first when I arrived there, to this sixth game was difficult because of the situation. The second was difficult because we need to rebuild the squad and to rebuild something with a very low budget is complicated. So you need to work a lot. I remember my first press conference in the second in my second season was this. I say, okay, the target is to stay in first division again. Of course, I can I can say mm, whatever you want to, to the fans, but I I won't be honest in this way. So for me the most important is uh, to say always what you can say in this way. 
and the target to reveal and to put uh, more freshness in the squad, a uh, younger player to try to give the chance to um, to academy player is you need time to get results. The most important in this situation was like try to build this core or this basic for the next years. And now, for example, I am really proud that um, if you analyze now Biogeo, uh, it's totally different than two years ago. Um, most of the basic players there now are the players that we start to build uh, when I was there. So I am really happy in this way. Also, the preparation period was difficult because, uh, you know, with no, without money, if, if I can tell you like this, uh, it's difficult to have the full squad in July. So you need to wait till the end of August because when you start to contact to some player, they have other option or they try to go to, or they move to other cloud there. They have better better salaries or something like that um i we got the full squad in september i remember for example marvel was one of the most important player and he arrived in september uh, branko mihailovic uh, also arrived in september or at the end of august martin juhar as well so many players they arrived in september and in the first part of the season we were uh, really weak because we have in this we were in, in that process to, to rebuild the, the idea, the mentality and everything. But in the second part of the season, after Freddy and Bidi, we were the third team in the championship. Um, Fernando, mm -hmm. we've got a question from um, a guy called Brazil Honved, and he wanted to ask um, why Matios Taiti was... Um, we didn't play too much towards the second half of the season because um, obviously he was very uh, as a Hungarian he was very much tipped for big things because um, he went to Barcelona as a youngster uh, uh -huh. and I think he was at Malaga actually um, your yeah. former club um, as a youngster as well um, so he, I can a lot of people kind of expected a lot of him what, why do you think he kind of dropped out of your team for a little bit uh, Mati, for example, in my opinion, the last season he made, uh, uh, in general, uh, a great season because of this after uh, one Polish club paid for him and they got it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mati, they have some physical problems in the, during the last season in some moments, uh, you know, in the hamstring and he didn't go to feel in, in in 100% of their condition to uh, to compete in this way. So we need to take care a lot of with him because also for him at that moment was really young because he was I think 20 years old. He was it was his first uh, season in you know in pro level. I mean in first division. So the player, especially with the young player, uh, you need to be patient in this way. And in the third season, in this season, we, he started to play, in my opinion, in a good way. For example, uh, the idea what we have in the last season, and this season was different. I mean, in the last season was to rebuild the, uh, the squad. This season, uh, we tried to sign the player that we thought that we needed. Because of this, we, we bring uh, Adukor and also Tabakovic. And for me, the idea with Adukor is try to put him as a number six and to give more freedom to Marva, because in my opinion, Marva was really humble uh, last year because he did a great job as a number six, but I know that his real position is more is more eight than, eight, than six. And Mati was this. Mati, the, when he didn't play, was because he had some problem or in another game, maybe I choose other player. And in this season, the club decided to sell him to to the Polish club. Mm -hmm. how, how good do you reckon he could be? Do you think he still has talent to play in a, in a top league? 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really talented. Um, for me, it was uh, a great surprise for me. Of course, I know him because when I was in the academy in Malaga, he was playing here. Um, at the moment that uh, I feel that maybe I had the chance to to bring him to Hungary, uh, I was talking to Malaga. Malaga, you know, we need to say thank you for them because they put uh, a lot of facilities in this way. Uh, Mati is uh, talented, in my opinion. Mati is uh, also is hard worker because you know the problem with the talented player is that the um, the people or the fans they recognize them only in the offensive phase. Mati, uh, speaking in the last third, is one of the most talented Hungarian players, in my opinion. Uh, of course, he need to improve in numbers because at the end. Uh, when you see, okay, this player is number eight or ten or something like that, but you need to see goals, you need to see assists, and or also big weight in the in the team, you know. And in this way, Mati has a big personality because with only 20 years old, in many games he was uh, our best weapon in offensive phase. He reminded me of um, like a, a almost like a Hungarian Iniesta the way he moves. I, I love he's just really silky and and like yeah. you say he's he's he just needs to kind of yeah add a few more numbers to the um to his game really um I, I, yeah he's it really really exciting player to watch though I, I find yeah he's also you know in making decision is uh, is really clever um, also is one of the midfielder that you can he can combine the you know the, the, to be a playmaker also he have the this key pass and also he have really good one against ones so in some situation you can put also maybe a bit go to the to the side and to try to make one against one in the fullback and he's really good in this as well yeah. fernando starting this season um uh, the the 2019-2020 season. Uh-huh. Did you have a sense that you had turned the corner, that you had finally gotten the players that you needed? And uh, obviously, starting the season off with a win at home against Sanved, um, and you had a couple of really good crowds in the first couple of games, but uh, things um, obviously didn't uh, didn't go as planned. Where, where do you feel like things went wrong? In my opinion. This uh, beginning of the season, uh, we have two, in my opinion, two main problems. Uh, speaking about injury, uh, one of the biggest efforts we did in the in this market in the summer window was about Adukor and Tabakovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, with these two players, uh, we thought that, and you know, uh, we think that they will be really important season for them because for example Harris uh, came back from one injury uh, really young player and also talented he spent a few years in Derbesen but in my feeling is uh, was that with continuity and with games he can be really important because he's a good player and Adukor uh, one of the idea we Adukor is must be a, at that moment a, a key player. Now, for example, is is doing Islay because after they sign the the class sign Islay and this role is doing really well mm-hmm. because what I wanted to to do is to give more um, protagonists or importance in the play to Marva. So I wanted to give one safety or security guy uh, beside or behind Marva to give more uh, freedom um, to Marva because in my opinion Marva is, uh, can be a perfect box-to-box player because he has quality, he has um, the physical that he, he has, this guy is, is really good. And these two players were injured. Tabaco were injured in the preparation and Adukor played only the first match. After in the warm-up in BD match, he got injured in the knee and we didn't use it. Also, in that moment, we have, uh, you know, our budget was uh, very limited, very limited. 
So after this, uh, we got the offer to Tahiti. With this money, uh, we couldn't afford to bring back uh, Rui Pedro because, in my opinion, we have a brilliant team, and I wanted to have more uh, one important player in this position to and also uh, Rui Pedro. What I really like from me is that coming from Fradi last season went to to Haladas and he did really well as well in, in, in one club that after they got relegated. So, you know, many situations, what happened in this period and after at the end the result. And in football, you need to know that if you don't get result, uh, the club, uh, always they have the chance to, to change and, and that's it. But this is life in this situation. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, That's I was right. going to ask. I was going to ask Alfred's um, question. He says, um, "Were you only in charge of the first team, or did you have any say in youth in the youth side of the club? Did you ever kind of look at the youth setup, or, or was it kind of first team that you were concentrating on?" No, no, of course I have. From you know, when um, the first meeting I had with the general manager in the year when I when I got the role to be to, to be a coach was this, that they wanted to implement one idea, one model. So I were really connected with the academy. I mean, uh, for example, I have two assistants. Besides uh, the assistant I had from Spain, I have the, the researching coach, Chongi was his name. He was my assistant also. Because, of course, I never pushed to any coach in the academy to play in one way. But they came to, they came, for example, uh, the researching coach were with me. The academy director were with me as well in the first team. And also, uh, every week, I, I bring one academy coach to spend the whole week with us. And they make like a round. Uh, it was a great experience because I really got on well with all the academy coaches. Uh, if you don't know the, the, the youngest, uh, the youngster, uh, you cannot bring them to the first team. So I watch every week the research team game, also the under 19, the under 17. So I was really connected with them. And I know many of the players from the academy. And now, for example, all of them, you know, Oros Marci, Oros Doni, Boris, Corbelli, uh, uh, Coco, Farek. They are. They still are training with the first team because, in my opinion, this is the future of Diojo and also in in all the clubs. Yeah, he also asks, um, how is the connection between the first team and the youth team different in Spain compared to Hungary? Uh, for me, uh, you know, when I got uh, when I went to Hungary, the you know, the general manager or the sport director, they were thinking to to take out from the structure the research team. And I, I couldn't believe it because I said for me in the academy, the research team is one of the most important team in the structure. Because I told to the board, if you tell me that I have no money to bring players, we need to work with the young players. And also, you want to take out <laughs> our resetting? I don't know from where I, I can I can bring the players. Also, uh, in Hungary, uh, many clubs I realized that they use the resetting to give minutes for the first squad player who didn't play during the weekend. They play with the resetting. I don't like this. My, my, uh, for example, I uh, I love to work with the young players. And I like to see the in the research team very a lot of under 17 or under 19 players. For example, with me in first division, uh, they made their debut Oros Doni with 17 years old, uh, Boris Toth with 17 or 16 years old. So Josi Varga played in the first season with 18, Corbelli with 18. So I don't know if they have different or not, because for me, the most important uh, the Hungarians have is the facilities. They have all of them nowadays. They have a good stadium, uh, good training pitches, 
good academies. So the only thing they need to do is to be patient and support the players because it's true that with the players, with the young player, you need to have passion. You need to have passion because one player with 17 or 18 years old, maybe at the moment is not so good, but maybe after four or five seasons is the best player in Hungary. You um, you talked there about well, kind of you, what you've seen in Spain and and obviously so obviously you've kind of got loads of knowledge of a different type of football. Do you, did the MLS or uh, anyone from the Hungarian FA? Um, talk to you and maybe ask you what you think that Hungarian football can do to improve uh, from from your point of view, from your perspective. Yes, I you know I was uh, really proud that when my period in Dijon, many coaches, uh, many people from the federation, and this they came to to visit us because they were interesting about the way we work and you know i uh, i give everything and i show everything to everybody i don't need to hide anything because uh, for me uh, to share is a must for for everybody in this way uh, i did the same here in spain for example and now if i have time i go to visit uh, coaches i want to i like to to spend time with them to to talk about football and also uh, to talk with people, with their staff, to to see how they are working. So in Hungary, uh, you know, they did like this. For example, now uh, in Hungary, the coaches uh, chief or something about the formation was Sisa uh, Tibo. He was my coach when I was in Diojo. He came one day, I think, but you know, uh, what I really about the work we did in Dior is that I I was really close with the academic coaches. Uh, I give everything to them because uh, they have you know some doubts and this and they ask me about. Uh, I don't know. You don't need to ask. You came with with us. You see how we were with the in the first team and that's it. And if you if you can get something positive, it's for you. And if not, I cannot do anything anything else. Fernando, um, we've got a um, another question. This one's from uh, Aaron Aaron Yoshi. He um, uh, and this is this might be switching gears a little bit, but it really has to do with the culture. Um, he was asking, how hard did you find settling into Hungary as a Spaniard, uh, first as a player and then coming back as a coach? And not maybe not just you in general, but especially with very few Spanish speaking and even English speakers, um, it's just not a very common thing there. Mm-hmm. Did you feel accepted? Uh, in both roles? No, for me it was, uh, speaking first as a player, it was a great experience and because of this I wanted to go back as a coach. I mean, uh, of course, speaking, maybe in Miskol now everybody speaks English, in the, for example, when I was player, but for example in this period that I have been in there, um, most of the people speaking it, so the the city improved a lot. Uh, I was really happy there because uh, first because of the club, and also in Miskol, you know, when you are player, you have more free time. As a coach, <laughs> you have no. But also, I always live in Spain in big cities, so in this way, I, I really like uh, Budapest. In also my wife. Uh, in the period that I was that I spent now as a coach in Dior, I, I couldn't go to Budapest almost. Uh, maybe I uh, someday I went to have a dinner or, or and in the morning go back to to Miskol, but hardly ever because I have no time to do this. And many times my wife went to Budapest. They stay, she stayed there maybe one or two days and came back. But I couldn't because I need to see the, I need to watch the academic games. But for me, uh, focus again in the question. Uh, it was really good because uh, Hungarian people are really open. And for me, it was a visual player similar than you know than Spanish or you know Italian or Mediterranean people. Uh, you are really open. I mean, you are very talkative. 
also I always, I still I am still trying to learn Hungarian. I I did a great great improvement, especially now because I have more time than when I was coaching there. But it's you know I I, I really like Hungarians and also the Hungarian culture. Yeah, I think someone asked that question. Um... Oh yeah, it was Aaron as well. Did, yeah. did you learn much in Hungarian? In, in terms yeah, of- I learned. I learned. Of course, I uh, my speaking need to improve a lot, but speaking uh, about the understanding, connecting with football, almost everything, almost everything. And also, I started to give my command in the pitch in Hungarian, starting to read a little bit, and now I still go on doing you know with some app and i have some books uh i am curious in this and i i hope that i like always to finish what i started so if i started to to learn hungarian two or three years ago i go on doing well that kind of leads us on nicely because kevin mccluskey asked do you have do you feel like you have unfinished business in hungarian football and would you come back to manage in the country again I am a professional coach, so I am always open to to work because I love my work. I have many friends and they told me, oh, you are crazy, coach, to be a coach is the worst <laughs> job. <laughs> everybody shout you, everybody hate you, ah, but you know, I love, I, I cannot stay without work in this way. Now, for example, this month that I was here in Malaga, I was, of course, I follow the, the Hungarian Championship every game because this is easy. At the end, you have six games per round. Uh, also other countries and here as well, especially, for example, I focus here in Spain in second division because third division is very easy to follow. But second division, in my opinion, you have a, a interesting players and teams that also in the future, you need to you need to know uh, what has happened there. But uh, coming back uh, to Hungary, I don't know. You know, I, I tell you, I am learning the language. I spent many years there, so why not? Now I know that in the last two years, I spent I was working there, so I have a. Uh, great knowledge about players teams um, but we will see what happened fernando i wanted to um bring up this question because it, it's very close and near and dear to my heart fashion wise um you, you have uh just uh, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've mentioned your jacket or your scarf or something <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a crazy uh offshoot here but um you you are by far at least with the the people that we would watch the games with were by far the uh, the best dressed manager through that um uh 18 19 year and then at the beginning of this season giuseppe sanini came into the league and had to have given you a run for your money um because he also the um the italian i think was trying to to take that from you uh do you one of the questions we have from one of our listeners from uh, Bellavide Georgi is, uh, do you feel like you didn't get enough credit for being the best dressed manager in the NB1? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for all the, about uh, your words, about the style and this. But, you know, for me, it's, um, it's easy. Uh, when you are a coach, you are one of the main image for, of the club. Um, so in this way, I cannot go in, with the same clothes that if I go to the supermarket of this, I try to, of course, with my style, but I try to to give a good impression. Also, in the games, is the most important day for the players, uh, for the coaches, for the fans. It's, uh, for me, it's a way to show respect. And also, I respect other coaches that they go maybe in tracksuit or something like that. But uh, I always uh, like to... To dress in a good way, so uh, I, you know, also I, I, I don't know what, what this, what will be my. I don't have also lucky clothes or something like that. I don't believe in, in this, but I try to, according to my age and this, I, I like to, to get in good way. 
you're a sharp dressed man for sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sanino was, uh, you know, he uh, he has a really good style. He always was totally dressed up. Uh, you know, it's, for me, it's good. And also, Nikolic in the last period, he always uh, Nevosa Nikolic uh, Vinjevic as well. Oh, yeah. Some coaches that they are dressing really well. Um, I, I can copy. I can copy them as well. Eh? Mitch <laughs> <laughs> um, Pelody uh, asks. Um, uh, you spoke about the fact you do follow MB1 still. Um, who do you think's the who has the bright, brightest future in the league? Who do you think's the the best youngster or the best youngsters? Oof, youngsters, of course, was uh, he make a really good eruption the guy from Kishwarda, the left foot, I really like, the winger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, for me, of course, the players uh, that I know, the, I know in Biosior, for example, now he's doing really well. Of course, he's not so young, uh, but I think he's 22 or 23. Polgar is doing well now as a central defender, and he also can play as a fullback. He's, he can play in very different places. Uh, speaking about the Hungarian young players, uh, they have they are they have difficult for us. I, I really like the guy who is. The winger in Budafok, uh, Mate, Mate Kovacs, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play against them in the preparation. And he was at the moment, I think, 19 or 20 years old. And now uh, also in second division, he's doing a, a really good season. He scored, I don't know, eight or nine goals. And next season, I think we can see him in first division. So the most important for me in the speaking about the youngster is to play. Is to play um, because it's the only way that you can they can show their abilities and, and also to play uh, you need to have a coach that believes in, in these situations. I um I have always been a massive fan of Kish Tomas who 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 used to play for my club Polodosh. Um, oh, sorry, he, I forgot. Pakistan. Yeah, I, I was going to ask because obviously he plays with the Osjo now, but yeah, wouldn't yeah. have played under you. Have you heard much much good about him? Of course, uh, Kistamas, for example, I remember the first time I saw him, well, last season, when we played, the, uh, when he was playing Puskar, um, yes, I, I was uh, excited because uh, this guy was really young, he's 17 at the moment, or 18 years old, and he's playing almost every game in Puskas. it's really fast, he's really good attacking the spaces, and um, also, uh, he have good decision with the ball. I mean, he, he hardly ever commit uh, any mistake, and he's very deep in his side. Also, he can play as a second striker. He can play in both sides. So it's uh, one of the now speaking right now is he is one of the youngest player who have more games in first division. So it's really good for him. Fernando, Steve Scott, um, that is uh, Magyar Steve, asks, as a Dioscuro fan, first of all, he said he would like to thank you for everything you did for the club. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also wanted to ask if you had any fond memories uh, uh, managing there and the city of Miskol, and uh, would you like to share those? Of course, a lot of them. Uh, You know... uh, Especially when you, you know, the life uh, in Miskol for me was really good. I, I was living in a very quiet uh, place. Um, also, I was really in contact with uh, some people from the uh, from the city because, you know, I I spent almost eight or ten hours in the in the academy, and after I go back, and sometimes I have some friend to go to have dinner or something there in Miskol. Uh, of course, I have many restaurants, uh, some of them my favorites, but I don't want to say because maybe I forgot someone. Uh, but speaking about uh, coaching, for me uh, was the games. The last game against Bidi, the last game in Wipes when we got the target uh, as a coach is uh, is amazing because it's the only moment that you breathe. Of course, maybe one night, but one night because coach, you win one match and and you don't you don't enjoy it because you are thinking now in the next one. 
you finish the season, you go on the target, and the next day you have one meeting with the owner or with the general manager uh, to speak about. So it's always, always because of this, in my opinion, this month, this a few months that I was here in Malaga was really good. But of course, I always will have my Nispola and Biojori in my heart. Um, Fernanda, how do you generally see the state of Hungarian football? And do you see any realistic chance of a Hungarian team becoming a mainstay in the in the Champions League or the Europa League anytime soon? Yes, in my, I think so, because now if you compare, for example, uh, nowadays, uh, of course, speaking about budget, um, we, we have there two monsters like uh, Bidia and Fradi. Uh, with the profile of player they, they have now in their squad, in my opinion, really soon, of course. For example, BD last season, they went to the group stage in European League. Uh, and also, every season you have more, you know, Hungarian players playing in other uh, countries that maybe they can, they can show and they can put Hungary in, in, on the map. But my opinion, uh, of course, uh, the improvement about speaking about the Hungarian Championship and also the the national team is clear. And also the national team, for example, is, in my opinion, they have a, a great coach like Marco Rossi. Um, I hope and I like that some success is happening to Hungarian club and also the, the national team. But my opinion if they if they go in the same way i hope that really soon uh, they can get something important yeah perfect right fernando um i wanted to ask do you uh, what what what's next for you ideally if you were to choose your next situation um do you want to be in in spain do you want to be overseas uh is there are there any offers on the table um what would be ideal for your next step at this point in your career yes uh i want to work of course uh because i told you before uh, i am really passionate about my about my my job i love to to coach and um, I love to feel this pressure in games uh, during the week, the training, to speak with the players and this kind of thing. So uh, I don't know where because, you know, of course, I have uh, my managers and this and they are focusing in this situation now because of this uh, situation of COVID. Everything was a bit uh, stopped and we didn't know. But now, luckily for us, uh, for everybody, the football seems to uh, to return, uh, to restart again, everything. So I hope that I can find one place that I can be, you know, happy. I can give everything for, for the club. Uh, of course, if it's in Hungary, great. If it's in Spain, great as well. Or maybe it's in Belgium, great as well, of course. It's easy to to find a, a job in the places that you can, you have more knowledge in this way. But my next step is, of course, work again. So you're not picky. Any, anyone um, that gives you a job you feel like you'll, you'll take at this point? Uh, you know, I, in these periods, I have some situation to, to, to work in some places. Sometimes uh, we didn't get the agreement. Other time they, you know, have some meeting, but finally they they choose other options. So at the end, you know, as my mother say, passion is the mother of, of the science. So <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Tom, any last questions? Nothing from me. No, just uh, thank you very much for coming on, Fernando. It's been great. Great. Thank you very much for you. Um, you know, to to make the call to. To keep to keep me in your your mind, and um, was a pleasure. I really enjoy this moment with you. Well, we love having you um, coaching in Hungary and uh, being able to watch you and your your the style that you brought to the league. And uh, we wish you um, best wishes in the future, and hope you get a a, a position soon. And uh, in the meantime, stay safe 
and take care of yourself and your family. And hopefully we'll, we'll get back in touch with you again real soon. Thank you very much. And the best wishes for you, all of you. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, am, I really like that you, you made this podcast because for the people who are living in other places beside Hungary, it's, it's really good to follow and uh, to see what happened there. Of course, for me, it's easy because I, I have White Scout or Insta and I can watch every match. But <laughs> it's good for, you know, to see that people are really fan of Hungarian football uh, in the same way than me, because I will be a, a really fan of them, or the Hungarian football forever, because in my opinion, they give me a lot. Amazing. Thank you.